Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. I'm back, guys. I'm about to send an invite to my broski. Now I've started. Coming in clear. Oh, coming in clear. Let's see how this goes. I just sent him a request just waiting for my guest to get on. How's everybody's day going? How's everybody's mental health? You know? Hope everybody's mental health is okay. Hope you guys are doing okay. I hope you are doing practicing self care. I just want to share some news today. I got um. There you go. There you go. Take on my bro. Take on my bro. Take on my bro. Send me your request, bro. Let me see if I can see you one. Oh, see you. What's good? Let's go. What's up, bro? Yo, hey, hold on, my um, man, this thing. Hold on one second. Hold on. Guys, while we wait for Brandon, we're going to have a mental health. I have these episodes. Yeah, what's up? Y'all hear you? Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right. Yeah. Special guest is here, guys. Guys, um, Brandon from, you know, MTV. (laughs) Everybody knows Brandon, you know? (laughs) Well, a few people Um, do. A few people. People know you, bro. You're a vet, you know? Um, Yeah, I mean, well... That bro, you might be on All Stars one day. You never know. But um, yeah, well, I got, I got, a, I got a story about that. Remind me, remind me to tell you. I got a story about All Stars. But yeah. okay, okay, we definitely, yeah. we definitely going to talk about it. Um, we're here today to um, talk about mental health. Um, you know, talk about the, you know, his experience on reality TV if it affected his mental health. You know, I did a live with um Paulie and Marlon. Like, mm-hmm. um, that went well. They told me the effects of mental health and reality TV. We're here to talk about, you know, grief. You know, we just—it's just a mental health check-in. We are not yeah. mental health yeah. professionals. We are just people that's going to talk about our experience and how me we cope too. and how we deal with stuff in our healing journey. So, yeah. So I'm glad to have you here, bro. I'm glad to have you here. Um, man, thanks for reaching out, man. I appreciate it. Question for 
you. No problem. You know, I, you know, I told you I'm here for you. You always reach out. You know, I'm always here for you. But my question for you um, today is, I'm going to answer the question myself too. Um, how's your mental health? My mental health is good. You know, I'm okay. I had a bad day yesterday, but I'm still here. I'm still living. How's your mental health, bro? How you been? Well, I mean, to be, you know, totally p- transparent, um, yesterday was a bad day. Um, uh, today's been a better day. Today was more of a day of just reflecting and, you know, just, you know, I hate cliches, but counting your blessings and like, you know, looking at the things you do have versus the things that you don't. Um, you know, my father passed in September. I was there when he passed. I've, I've never experienced death. Um, like right there, you know, holding his hand as he, so, you know, you think you got it, but you don't, you think, you know, I'm cool. Like everybody, everybody dies. It's gonna, you know, whatever, whatever. I knew it was coming. And, and once you're, it's not, it's not the same if you're right there. So then, then you start putting all these other things, uh, like you try to compare them to that, or you try to, you know, box these things up to be like, all right, well, it wasn't as bad as this, or maybe it could be worse, or maybe, you know. And, like, some days are better than others. I mean, I know it's January. September wasn't that long ago. Um, but it's still something, you know, you got to deal with. I talk to my sister. Every, it was just me, him, and my sister. So me and my sister talk, you know, every day or every other day. So um, it's um, it's not easy on top of the fact that I still have to, get up and go to work, keep the house together, pay the bills, make sure the wife and kids are good, all that stuff. I mean, it does weigh on you. So, I mean, to answer your question about my mental health, um, it's day-to-day. I thought I was strong until, yeah, so, but, you know. I'm, I'm glad that you opened up about it. You know, like, I understand, bro. It's like, sometimes it's up and down. So, you know, you have your good days, then you have your bad days. You have your days where you feel yeah. like super happy, super good. And then you have them shitty days where you just like, Man, this is just like a lot, man. It's just too much and stuff like that, yeah. you know? So I'm glad that you're open and transparent about how you feel, you know? You're not faking it. You're just saying, listen, I'm having a bad yeah, day. I'm having a bad week here. It's tough, man. And then the, 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 the thing about it, man, is like you don't want to put that off on somebody else either. Like you don't want to, yeah. you know, um, unload because once once I start, it's – everything's coming out because I don't, I'm not, I'm not good at, you know, just saying one thing about something and saying another thing about another thing and just letting it be. Um, because I don't, I mean, I talk a lot, but I don't talk a, a lot about how I actually feel. So then when I tap in, it's a, it's a tsunami. Like it's, everything's coming. All the things I haven't talked about, like I unload. I remember my dad used to say he, he, he called me a powder keg. So if you don't know what a powder keg is, it's uh, basically, I mean, it's gunpowder. You, you know, stuff it as much as you can. You can put the smallest wick in it, the smallest fuse in it. And then that thing going to knock everything down. But it's like, he's like, you will never really react about certain things. But when I, but it could be the smallest thing. And then I'm, I'm gone. I'm, everybody gets it. And there's no, there's no room in sight to hide in. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be like that. So that's why I see it there. Oh, well, actually, I do it online or even through the phone once a week, you know, talk my stuff, you know what I'm saying, trying to get better. Uh, I don't, you know, I used to actually be a mental health paraprofessional. Basically, that's a uh, fancy word for a social worker. <laughs> but um, 
So I was I was around, you know, that's right before I got on the show, actually, when I was still back home in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. But, um, you know, I got to work close with therapists and things like that. So I, get, I know how it goes and I see, you know, where I need to, you know, fix some things or just, you know, yeah. talk about it when it needs to be talked about and not bottle it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next question for you, bro, is, um, you know, you've been on TV. You know, I know everybody knows you. You've been on Fresh Meat too. I guess when you first started off, then it was Cutthroat, Rivals, Battle of the Seasons, and Free Agents. So you've been on reality TV. So before into reality TV and after, like, how was your mental health, like, before and after? Um... I would say, but my man, Sonny, my boy, my boy. I got to link back over my boy, man. Um, Sonny, man, I love you. He, me and Sonny, we super tight when I first got here out in Vegas. And then uh, I'm going to answer your question in a second. I just saw him post <laughs> something. Yeah. No, that's my boy. No, 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 no. We got to. Yeah, that's my brother, man. We, yeah, we uh, we just haven't talked in a while. So that's all I'm going to say. But yeah, I got to. That's It's nothing but love there. You know, brothers fight. They fight hard. So, yeah, yeah but I got to get. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get back with you. I love you, man. I gotta get I gotta get back with him. But um, before I got on the show, uh, my mental health was actually it was it was I was on like a nine, eight, nine, ten, depending on what the day was because I was I was cool in my hood. You know, I I was a big fish in a small pond, so to say. So I um I was cool with everybody. Everybody was cool with me. I could you know go to any block. I could go to any party. Or whatever, like it was, it, it I was, I was good, man. I mean, of course, I mean, but at the same time, I was suppressing a lot of things because there were some things that happened in my childhood before I got so uh, arrogant and confident and conceited to a point uh, just to cover up some shit that happened as I was growing up. Which yeah. you know, I ain't gonna get too deep into, but yeah. it's just like before I got on the show, I was straight. That's why. I, I even have the confidence to even get on the show, to even try to get on the show. And then it got knocked down real quick, though. So here's a quick little story. My my audition was an open casting call in Little Rock, and it was for the real world. Because you can't just, well, I don't know if you can now, but at the time, you couldn't just directly cast or do a uh, an audition for the challenge. Yeah. You had to have been on the real world first. Yeah. So... I was supposed to be on the real world Cancun. Like I went to a casting call. Oh, wow. They they picked me up. It's like a three month process. They flew me out to this place, flew me out to that place. And then if you make it to the finals, you get you get flown out to LA. You meet all the directors and producers and all that good stuff. Yeah. And um there's only like nine of us, I think. And you don't even get to meet each other. Like it's all they they literally like hide you around like Secret Service because they don't want you to know who's who and yeah. whatever. I'm just like, all right. And then as they're taking me back to the um to the airport, the the PA is like, man, we were watching you on the monitors when they were, you know, interviewing. Everybody was cracking up in the sound room. Like, oh, man, like, they're going to have you, man. You you own, you own. I ended up losing my job as a case manager because I went to L.A. But I'm like, I got it. So I'm, I ain't tripping. Like, I got it. I have to take this chance. I have to. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. I have to. So I get back. They give me my papers, like, Turn in your laptop. Uh, turn in your card. You you ain't working here no more. You don't. You didn't have wow. time off. When we t- we told you not to go, and you went anyway. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So no, I didn't care. So then I get a call a week later, and they were like, hey, we're going in a different direction. You're not really fitting into the. Ca-. I'm like, oh. so 
I would say at that at that moment is when I was like, that was my I thought that was my rock bottom. Yeah. Clearly, it can get lower because <laughs> I've been lower than that since I've been in Vegas. But then um, after that, you know, I basically was on my couch and my brother LaParker, man, he he helped me out a lot. He would come over because like, I literally was just, I'd lay, that's when I grew my beard. after. Because, you know, on the show, um, well, actually, I, I grew a beard. And then before I got back, before they actually called me to do it on a challenge, I, I shaved it back off. But I had a beard because I literally was on the couch doing nothing. I was ordering Little Caesars every day and <laughs> drinking a fifth of a fifth of Captain Morgan every day, oh, just wow. sitting there. And I finally, my little Parker was like, man, get up off your ass, man. Come on. And um, so I finally got back into the groove. And I went to school originally to be a teacher anyway. So I started substitute yeah. teaching. So, yeah, you're right, Sonny. You're absolutely right. I'm still trying to climb up. I ain't, I'm still close to the bottom. But um, I, um, I started substitute teaching. Uh, that was when Obama got uh, – uh, elected, and I remember that. I remember because I was a, yeah. I was, a, I was in fifth grade. I did the fifth grade class, and uh, they stopped everything for the inauguration and all that good stuff. So yeah. I remember it vividly. And then I got a call. No, no, I got I got a call from Verizon Wireless Tech Support because I put in an application that yeah. I forgot about one of, in one of my drunken nights where I'm just down in a bottle eating Little Caesar's pizza and I got on my computer and did an application. I get a call and I'm like, come in for an interview. Going for the interview, get the, or get the, uh, the job at Verizon and it was, it might have been like July of 2009 mm -hmm. and uh, they emailed me. They were like, um, or no, Buterman Murray emailed me and they were like, we've been trying to call you has your number changed? Give us a call back. And I, cause you know, Benjamin Murray is the production company for the real world and the Kardashians and a bunch of other shows. But yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. Too. I met them motherfuckers. Uh, sorry. I don't mean to, we on live. I don't give a damn. Uh, but I, um, I hit up, uh, hold on. Who is that? I uh, appreciate you, Andrew. Um, I, um, so I'm in a meeting and I get an email on my phone. That's when the BlackBerry Storm first came out, the first touchscreen BlackBerry. So they were, we were demoing it. It wasn't even out. So I get an email on that and I was like, hey, Mike, give me a second because it's from Beautiful Murray. I jump out. I walk into the hall. I call the number back. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, we've been trying to get in touch with you for weeks. I was like, hey, you know, I got a different number. I'm working over here. Blah, blah, blah. What's going on? It was like, would you consider being on the challenge? I was like, what kind of oh, wow. question is that? It's <laughs> like, what? He's like, okay, we're going to do a Skype interview with you tonight if you can. I was like, we can do it right now. And they were like, no, 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 just wait. We got to get everything set up. I was like, I was like just, all right, cool. So then I get home at night, set up. We did a, like, 20-minute Skype interview. They're like, we'll get back with you. Uh, the next week, I get an email saying, hey, September, be ready. And I was like, all right, wow. bet. And that's, that's how all this happened. So yeah. before, to get back to your question, before, before I got on the show, I was at a, I'll say a fake eight, nine, 10, because I was okay. doing a lot of stuff and I was getting a lot of um, false, um, I don't know how to say it, um, gifts, false flowers, if you want to say, from people around me, just because I was a big fish in a small pond in my town. You know what I'm saying? I was cool yeah. anyway. So, uh, but then, almost getting on the show and then saying, ah, no, you're not on the show. 
Yeah. That dropped me, and and losing my job, and you know, just having to scramble to get something else. You know what I'm saying? That that dropped me to I probably like a two or a three. I was still cool though. Like I was still like chilling, but it's, at the same time, like that's a knock to your ego. That's a knock to your pride. And then, uh, then I got back up a little bit when Verizon called. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can make this into a career, even though it's something that I didn't want to do. Yeah. Then. Being a member and MTV call back, and then I get on, and I'm just happy to be there at the time. You know what I'm saying? So then it's like, but you know, you watch the show. I, I would get the, and I'm not making excuses for me, but you know, I got the short end of the stick a lot, depending on who my partner was or what team I was on. Yeah. And but just being there anyway, you get a little bit of money, you get a little bit of notoriety. When you get back, you can spend it, do some, you know some appearances or whatever, get a little bit of money here and there. But it's hard to, like, really get into – be taken seriously uh, and get a real consistent, you know, pay flow going uh, unless you do it the right way. So then that's what ended up uh, happening with as to how I moved out to Vegas. Because after Cutthroat is when I moved out here. And, um, you know, with that little bit of notoriety, you can go walk in and get a job at any club or, you know, whatever – you know, some folks know you, some folks don't. Yeah. But um, but then after free agents, when Zach, you know, damn near murdered me, uh, <laughs> um, after that, you know, it's just right back. Because then right after that, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, night pass. Because being night was tight for a minute. Um, then... Uh, you know, just, you know, a lot of things happen. And then I meet my now wife and, uh, you know, that, you know, then I have, you know, kids and it's just like, you know, it's up and down, up and down. Cause it's like, you never feel like you're doing enough. And especially as a man, and I don't know who's watching, but especially as a black man, it's like, you never yeah. feel like you're doing enough. You never feel like you're doing enough. Uh, it's that pride thing, you know? Uh, and you know, we, we need a pat on the back every now and then we need, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we need that affirmation or just a, just something to be like, yo, I see what you're doing. That's all I need. That's all I need. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but we don't, but we don't get that. We're, we're just expected to just, you know, put your head down and get the job done. And, you know, but we do that to ourselves too, though, because once we get something done, we'll, we'll, um, true, Sonny, very true. Yeah. But we'll like when we when we do get something, we'll we'll do that right there. Like, yeah. Uh, but that's just for a second. It needs to be consistent. We need that that thoroughness of yeah. you know, just just somebody saying, Hey, I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then so after the fact, and I'm a uh so I was actually supposed to be on season two of uh, All Stars. I was in I was in oh. Cancun. I I was an alternate. Oh. I was there. Yeah, I was there. I was there for two weeks just in case something went wrong or just in case somebody got COVID or just in case, you know, that way they could have somebody right there to put in. I, I was yeah. there. I literally, literally just sitting in a hotel for two weeks, just sitting there. Yeah. And I never that, got picked that, up. That would have been dope for you being on there. That would have been, you know, real dope. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm hoping I get picked up for the next one, but we'll yeah. see. I'm, I'm, I have, yeah, I, I have a good mind that I, I might. I've been hearing things, but um, – but yeah, I was supposed to be on season two, but you know, it is what it, I don't know if it was two or three. I don't know, 
but anyway, uh, but whatever, whatever, whichever one it was, I was, I was out there. I mean, yeah. shit, I was, I was chilling. I had a good time. I got some really good food. Crab legs are awesome. <laughs> but um, my next question for you, um, growing up, like as a child, was it okay not to be okay growing up? I know, like in a, in a black community, especially black men, we we gotta be strong. We can't show no sign of weakness. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a big supporter of men or black men or whatever you know, getting yourself together. You got to be okay for your family, you know, your wife, your kids, or whoever you're taking care of. You got to make sure you're okay, because if you're not okay, like, how can you be okay for others, you know? So, like, growing up, was it, like, was, like, mental health, what, like, was it, were you able to talk about it growing up, or, like, if you wasn't okay, did you hear people talk about it? Uh, I'd say yes or no. With, with me and my dad, we would talk a lot. He was a talker, man, and I think that's where I get some of it from I mean I was already kind of like that before we even met when I was like nine um but just you know uh he yeah we would we would there'd be nights we would sit up and especially when him and my mom were going through whatever we would sit up and talk for hours and I'm like 10 11 and we'd be having like grown man conversations for like hours because this dude would just not stop um so as far as like him letting loose on, I mean, he would only, he'd only do that with me. Um, but outside, when outside of that door, when that door closes behind him, he—I'm not gonna say he was a different person, but he, his his nickname, even my neighbor, Mister Greg, mm-hmm. still calls him Superman to this day because he's he's a big old dude and everybody, he got he got shit done like he got shit. Done. Every, his name was Soup or Superman. Soup, you know, Soup short for Superman. But yeah. Ayo Soup, like that was his nickname because when he walked out the house, that's what he portrayed. But inside the house, he would open up to me. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, but I think that was just I was like his his. Um, I was I was something for him that he didn't want to give anybody else because he really didn't think that I was gonna like either take it or give it out to anybody else myself. Yeah. So he did most of the talking. But um, as far as me letting it out, I mean, I mean, I've always been super competitive. Uh, um, hey, Bree, that's my sister right there. Hey, baby, what's up, Bree? What's up, Bree? Um, yeah. Um, so he was. I, I would just you know listen and take it. I would give my you know my opinion or whatever, and then he would be like, "How do you have this opinion at eleven? Like, who are you? Like, type stuff." Or my sister's the same way. So. Um, but that's why I am how I am now. Uh, but at the time, to answer your question, uh, no, because once you walked out yeah. the house, you can't be. I'm Dwayne Yarbrough's son. I, I'm yeah. now. I will tell you this because I'm so competitive and so passionate about anything I was doing. Yeah. I'm a crier. I'm a crier. I'm not. And I won't deny that. If, if there's a movie, if there's a situation outside, if there's somebody talking to me the right way, if there's something that's that that touches me, I'm gonna yeah. cry. I, I, I'm a cry, but I still will beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> but I, as far as like just expressing and yeah. divulging any kind of um, feeling and things like that, uh, it's hard. It's 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 hard for me to do like consistently. But the, my my biggest flaw is the fact that, yeah, you know, Bree, shut up. Yeah. Um, the big the the hardest thing is if I put it off to the side it's never really off to the side everybody yeah. like everybody else thinks that it's done with it's just, like i told you about the powder keg thing it's just stacking up so like one little thing is set me off and you're gonna get everybody yeah. else's wrath 
because you just did some shit I didn't like. So it's I got to deal with that. That's why I talk to a therapist once yeah. a week. Yeah, I yeah. twice a week. And I agree with you. Like growing up, like you know, a lot of people that are here that know me that don't. They oh, don't my, why is my mom in here? Hold on, wait, wait, wait. That's my mom. Hi, mom. Oh goodness. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you know, growing growing up, um, for me it was hard. Like you know, I couldn't speak up about nothing. You know, I was like a lot of people don't know, but I was sexually abused by two of my cousins as a, as a child. You know, I grew up like holding that in, like so angry, um, so like just like filled with rage. Um, you know, it didn't affect me till I'm like 31 now. It didn't affect me till I hit like 27 or 26 that I had issues with men. Um, I, it was like so hard for me. I couldn't speak up. So, you know, I'm in therapy two, every week. I'm in therapy talking about issues like stuff that's affecting me, you know, besides childhood trauma, besides, you know, like, you know, a lot of stuff happened in the childhood and everything that I didn't even realize till I started going to therapy. I didn't realize certain stuff that was said and done was like so bad. So, you know, like I wish like, like, you know, I could have spoke up, you know, like I wish I would have tackled therapy head on in the beginning because like now it's like really like fucking with my head and everything. But, you know, I'm still doing good and everything. But um, well, see, that's the, that's the thing, though. Like, you know, at that time, you're not really I mean, you're not really in a position to yeah. to really go in at it because you're thinking about what the what the ramifications are going to be on yeah. you. Because it's like if I say something about this person and this person's in this yeah. position. They yeah. can shut it down, and now you look crazy, and yeah. nobody's gonna trust you because you're the child. They're doing what they're doing. I'm like, why? I would never. And that's the part that makes yeah. you be quiet, and that's the part that I hate because nobody's gonna believe you. So, and you know that. So you're like, yeah, man. I was, I was if I could, listen, I was a badass child, bro. I was like bad. So I didn't think nobody would believe me. And then it also came as a play. The two cousins that did it. Like, my brother was real cool with them. I didn't want to cause no troubles, but, like, you know, yeah. to this day, I, you know, to this day, I'm just, like, you know, it is what it is. Like, I feel like God has a journey of me, you know, what happened and me trying to heal. Like, it really, like, fucked with my mental health. I got, like, PTSD from it, borderline personality disorder. It's, like, a lot of stuff, depression. And, you know, the next subject that we're about to go into that I think is very, very, like, good to talk about mental health and grief, you know? Um, yeah, Brandon recently lost his dad in September. You said um, two years ago I lost my mom to liver cancer, and then nine months later lost my sister. So we're going Yo. to talk about yeah, we're going to talk about how mental health ties in with grief. You know, um, okay, like with me, like I it mess, it fucked me up. I'm not gonna lie, you know, losing my mom. Then by the time I I wanted to grieve, like I didn't grieve right away when I started to grieve. My sister died. So it's like, how can you grieve two people at one time? You know, I waited so long. <laughs> with my mom. I was sad. And, I was sad and everything, crying, like broke my heart. But I didn't grieve the right way. You know, so oh. like, like guys, like I know people don't believe in therapy. When stuff like that happens, you need to talk to somebody. If it's not a therapist, a pastor, or a friend that you trust to talk some feelings out, because there's a lot losing somebody close to that you love. You know, somebody that gave birth to you, or somebody that made you. You know. It's a lot. You know, you think in your mind, this, you know, it's going to happen one day, but you don't think it's going to happen like that soon, you know? And my mom had cancer. I didn't feel like she had cancer. We, I knew for a year, but the crazy thing is I forgot that she had cancer. Like, for some reason, I just thought, you know, I forgot, you know? You know why? You know why? You know why? Because she was strong and she didn't want you to have to bear that 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 same thing that she was going through. 
That's all. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Cause she, she. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. It's okay. I'm good. And that's 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 why. Cause when you say I forgot, I didn't even realize she still. It's because of how strong she was. Yeah, so she hold on one second. Let me read what Sonny's saying. As men never once to cry, never to show us emotion. We bet. Yeah, Sonny, you absolutely right. And that's and that's yeah. fucked up. That's that's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, Sonny, you absolutely right. Yeah, so I forgot, like I forgot she had kids. I was like, Mom, I know you drink. And she's like, you know, I can't drink. I was like, damn, I forgot. So she had visited my yeah. church. I go to like a non-denominational church now. So she had visited my church. She grew like an apostolic and every Pentecostal. She came to my church and she was smiling every day, met some people that like I'm cool with. And the whole time I didn't know she was like real sick and nobody told me. So I never thought I'd be in a predicament where I'm sitting in a hospital praying God to heal my mom. Heal my at a cancer center treatment center saying God heal my mom. That fucked me up mentally, bro. Like, that shit fucked me up. I'm sorry, the curse at him. It messed me up. Yo, like, listen. I never thought I'd be no, in got... and praying. And then, they so you said. You said you said you said you were you never thought you'd be in a position to say God heal my mom. Heal my mom. Heal heal her and save her. I never thought I'd be in that predicament. You know, I was just getting my faith back and God and everything. Yeah, but listen, I never thought I'd be I never thought I'd be in that position. But you know, one of my friends, Cassie, who was on the live, she said she said one to me like, you know, healing could be heaven here or heaven or on earth, and I was like, wow, makes sense. You know? Yeah, and, yeah, but. In, but see, the thing is, I'm on the other end of the spectrum on that one just because yeah. of the experience that I had because yeah. I got there at the last minute. He was already sick. The doctors already said he's not leaving the hospital. He's not leaving the hospital. Yeah. In my mind, I was like, because my sister called me. He's like, you got to get here. Then I talked yeah. to him. He can barely really talk to me. She put him on uh, FaceTime with me or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. he just didn't even look like the same person. And he was like, at first, he didn't want to get on the machine until like, he didn't want to get on the machine at all. So I'm a, if I'm a go, I'm a go. He's one of them. And then, but I was like, I can't get there in the next couple of days because of work or this, this, and that. So I can get yeah. there by Friday. And I got a blessing. And this is oh, this I've never told this story. I'll tell you in a minute. Remind me to okay. <laughs> remind me to tell you how I got there. But anyway, um, I was like, I can't get there till Friday. That's next time I'm you know off or whatever. So. Yeah. I uh, ended up getting there. So he's like, okay, put me on the machine because I'm not, I'm not going to die without seeing my son. That's a lot of fucking pressure. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking pressure. So I'm like, yeah. okay. I immediately break down. I'm at work when I'm talking to him. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. So then I get there. He's straight. You know, he's not himself, but we talk and, and all this good stuff. And then um, once it got to a point, me and my sister spoke to each other and because uh, he was just out of it and the doctors were talking to us and nurses were talking to us and they were like, do you just want to go ahead? Because he even said, he was like, okay, once he, he saw me and because my sister had been there, God bless her soul, she had been there the entire time with him and had to basically drag him out of the house even to go to the hospital yeah. in the first fucking place. But um, he, um, hold on. Okay, right. Yeah, so he was like, all right, I'm good. Go ahead and see my sister talk. And so we unhook him. So as you were saying, you were praying to God to heal her. I was like, let's get it over with. <laughs> because there's no, 
There was no coming back. And when you sit there and watch somebody just go through it, because once they hook that machine, it's like you're just gasping for breath. It's just yeah. something. Some, me and my sister, we, we say this all the time. You don't ever want to sign up for this shit, especially, you know, in the movies and in soap operas and stuff. Like, I was there yeah. for his last breath, and yeah. fuck no. That shit is fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't change it because, yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that I was there, but no. No, that shit was fucking terrible. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's something you still gotta deal with. You know it's coming, but you know on the outside looking in, when you hear other people talking about it, you're like, oh man, sorry, you know, my condolences and this, this, and that, and that's cool. Because I've done it too. I've done. It. I'm guilty yeah. of that because you know I I never. I love you, Amy. Yeah. I've never um had to experience it but when you're in there it's like you're you're running through a whole gamut of emotions because it's like there were good times and there were really bad times too where yeah. I felt like I hated them and I love them and it's I don't like them but you know what can we do and you're the coolest guy in the world or you're the lamest dude yeah. in the world and all these things is this your dad you know when you're little it's like Oh, this big figure, the strongest man that I know, you're the coolest dude in the world, everybody loves you, blah, blah, you're, super, yeah. you're Superman, you're whatever. And then you get a little bit older, you're like, oh, you're a real person, and you have flaws, and it's like, you ain't as cool as I thought you were. <laughs> and then you run through this other thing of, oh, you are actually taking care of me, and I do appreciate it, and you just, it's, yeah, yeah. I love you, Bree. But yeah. it's, um... It's crazy, bro. Like, I, like, it's crazy, like how you said your dad said he couldn't. Your ass you know? got me crying on fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> you said your dad had to see his son. I feel like my mom went, so they said they were on hospice, right? And yeah, I knew what it meant, you know. At that point, I just was like, you know, I asked my sister in law, she worked in the hospital, and she told me what it meant. So I was like, you know what it is, you know, I know what happened. I got a call, same time you got a call, I got a call, I was at work. And the crazy thing, right, before I got that call. I was listening, like, I knew she had, they told her to give her two weeks, so I got a call saying, you need to leave. And I immediately left out of work. I worked at the post office. I left. I didn't give a fuck. I was crying. Like, I, I wait till I got outside to cry. And I was, like, crying. And my friend, she called me uh, Uber, because I just was, like, I couldn't function at all. And the position that I was in, my sister, little sister found my mom, came downstairs from my mom did. But to sit in a room with a body, I never sat in a room or a house with a body. Like, that broke my fucking heart, man. I was just sitting there waiting for them to come. I'm just like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, this yeah. Like, me and my sister like, sat there for a minute. For me. It's, it's, it's hard to sit there. It's, that shit was hard. We had to wait for my brother to come, uh, my sister, wait for her to come home. It was just like so much. Like, um, like and then, and then, then, then you have the people. This is what makes it worse. You have the people. Hold on, my mom says something. She said people in general don't know how to respond when someone tells them they've experienced it. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. No, that's actually a great transition because I was just about to talk about, you know, uh, people don't know how to, especially if they haven't experienced it, they don't know how to help. And then their version of helping may be hurting more than anything because it's like, yeah. Me, I, I mean, 
I just wanted to be by myself. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be by myself. I appreciated everybody, but see, I knew it was going to piss me off because you have all these people you, you haven't talked to in forever. You haven't, you know, really messed with in a while. And I appreciate the, you know, the, the yeah. outreach and the outpouring of, Hey man, you know, blah, blah, I knew your dad. I remember you guys doing this, 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 and that. And that's cool. Just say that. Don't follow that up with, Hey, yeah. anything you need, Anytime you no 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 that is not that should be a consistent thing anyway you know what I'm saying it's like that ain't that ain't no I don't I don't want to hear that so that would just yeah. that would just piss me off more and so that's yeah. why I would just like back off of people just act like I'm cool but no like and you, yeah I mean there are a few there are a few definitely a few people that I hadn't talked to in a while that I still talk to now because of that event or whatever, which, you know, I'm grateful for. Yeah. They've been thorough, but a lot of it is just, a lot of people make it, I hate when people make it about them. Yeah. And, they will um, say, they'll, they'll say and post and comment on behalf of you, but they're making it about them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's the shit that, you know, I'd be like, all right, let me go get my shotgun. No, I'm not. <laughs> 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 nah, 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 nah. Nah, bullets cost a lot of money. I'm not spending bullets on people. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people out there, like, I don't, like, you know, I don't know Brandon personally. I just know him off the line. You know, I've been a fan of him on the challenge. Um, I think, like, I had you on Facebook. When I saw that you lost your, your dad, it, like, my heart went out, you know? I was like, I don't know what it, That's how I tell people, right, when they lose. Like, I could say, all right, I don't know what it feels like. Like, say if I was talking to somebody that lost a mom, I don't know what it feels like to lose a mom. I mean, I know what it feels like to lose a mom. I, I won't never. I'll try not to say sorry for your loss, because you know, people relationships are different with their parents. You never, you know, I can't say I know how you feel because everybody feels different. So I try not to say. I try not to say sorry for your loss. Sometimes, like I try to say, I know what it's like to lose a parent. I'm sorry that you. True, son. How can I be? How can I be praying for you and stuff like that? So I try to, because like I noticed, like a lot of people that haven't lost a parent, they don't know how to. This is sad. They don't. They don't know how to be there for you. Know they try to be there. They try to say the right things, but nothing is the right thing. You know, sometimes you, it's just like you're in shock. You just want them back and everything, you know? You know yeah, nine, months later, yeah. nine months later, that's my sister. I'm like, you know, this year is going crazy. I was like, this is a, a year, year before the year after. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Yo, I'm like, what is people, going on? I'm like, this is crazy. People be on some like. COVID related. They must need the COVID deaths, which is crazy. That's the thing. People just be on like some get over it type shit. And it's like, unless you've been through it, you can't tell me how I'm supposed to grieve or how yeah. I'm supposed to. Because yeah. Yeah, some people it's like, man, that was back in September. It's only January. Oh. And it's like, and, I mean, no, somebody did say some, that, that person know who they are and that person is, that person is, that person is no longer yeah, no, that no, I'm not. No, no that person's alive. No, that that sounds crazy. Oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's crazy. No, that that person's alive, but that person is not. Um, that person does not communicate uh, with me at all anymore because that person got told about themselves, and that person has tried to, you know, rectify. And nah, nah, I can say nah. like like, like <laughs> again. Fuck what they said. No, like, fuck all, all that. All talk your talk. We, we grown. We, we, we all grieve a certain way. You know, it's five stages of grief. You know, you got denial, anger, you know, bargaining, depression, etc. 
you going like you gonna breathe forever. And I learned that in the second yeah. of my son. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have my good days, I'm gonna have my bad days. It's gonna be someday Christmas, Thanksgiving, that shit sucked. Like I was like missing my mom and sister. I'm like, yo, this ain't fucking fair. I get to watch people with they mom and sister that's still here. It's like you gonna grieve yeah. forever. So like anybody that says get over it, like fuck you, you know? Like it, like you can't yeah. say shit like that to people. People don't have the common sense. You know, they don't know what to say. You know, like, this is why we're having this live. You know, it's some shit that you just don't say to somebody that's grieving. How you gonna tell somebody to get over yeah. it in sept- like September? That's crazy. Because like even um like even even with even with Christmas even with Christmas, um, we really I mean we did when I was a little bit younger, but we never really had like we would go we had so much family in the uh, in the city we would we'd have to go to like six or seven different houses on yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas you know what I'm saying so uh, but even with that being said. Man, I'm looking crazy. I look like I'm hired. I'm fucking, you got me crazy. Man, I hate looking you. Bro, okay. uh, <laughs> um, but no, we go like six or seven different houses or whatever. Yeah. But the one thing I do remember about Christmas is uh, the one thing I, I took from him. You don't put your trash or your boxes on the curb because, you know, niggas would get robbed where I was from. So it's like you put out you put out the box for the 75 inch you just got for Christmas. Now they, they know you got it at the crib. <laughs> no, no, not might. They will. So... I'm breaking down boxes and stuff, and my girls are going to be like, what are you doing? I'm, like, wrapping everything up and, like, bagging it up, and she's like, what are you – I'm like, you don't just throw the box out there. Like, you don't do stuff like that. Somebody going to run in our house, and I'm going to have to shoot them. And she was like, you are – like, really? Are you really? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, so – and that was the thing I told my neighbor, too. I'm like, man, get that off the curb, man. You, you making the black hot. But, like, I live in a neighborhood that's not that bad. It's not bad at all, but it's just – that was the one thing I thought just, about on Christmas with him. I was like, like he would always be like, man, you got, hey, you got to break these boxes down before we put anything out, and we're not going. And then the boxes would be in the house for like a week. Like we wouldn't just put it out the same day. It'd be out like a week. Like it'd be a week, and we just have it yeah. just folded up in the kitchen or by the front door, and then we take it out. You know what I'm saying? Just that way. And that's just how he thought, you know. And I'm just like, all right, yeah. But that's the one. That is, that's like the biggest thing I thought about this yeah. past Christmas was like, let me let me fold my boxes up. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't a lot because you know I'm broke. So <laughs> the, the twenty, the name on Instagram twenty twenty five fifty J. That's your mom, right? Yeah, that's my mom. Yeah, I mean, she said something. That's, that's my mom. I into the comments. She said grief counseling is a virtual part of mental health treatment. I agree with that. I haven't had it yet. You know, I just been focused on child trauma, but I feel like. That's gonna be a part of my um, treatment, grief counseling. That's like I put yeah. into the comments. Anybody that's going through, anybody that's going going through like a death or just like anything going on, on just like get grief counseling. That is true. I like that. I like your mom is smart. I like that. She um, has her days. She has her days. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, love you. You know I'm messing with you. Um, I know you worked out, right? You work out, right? Every now and then, okay. maybe like a couple times a week. Okay, what do you think about working out? Does it is it good for your mental health? Like when you're feeling down and depressed, like is working out good for your mental health? Because for me, it is. I haven't worked out in a long time, guys. No, but, and I used to work out. It's good for your mental health, you know. No, it it definitely is. Um, even if you just get out and just go run around the block, even if you just walk, it really is because. It takes your mind away from what you, because you know when you're, when, if you have some mental health issues, which I believe everybody does, some more extreme than others. Um, once you get your body moving, you you kind of distract yourself, and it does, you know, it it balances your chemicals. I've looked up on it. It um, 
but it helps you out. Um, and, and, and you know, dopamine, which makes you, you know, feel all euphoric and whatnot. And, you know, it, it, it just, it helps. And it also distracts you because you're not just sitting on the couch eating or on your phone or drinking or smoking or whatever you do. You're actually doing something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it definitely, it definitely helps me out. Like, it's, look, Sonny, shut the hell up. It, uh, <laughs> it, um, it definitely helps you out, though, because, you know, it distracts you for a little bit. And then it does give you a little bit of, a little confidence. It gives you a little pick-me-up because, you know, when you start seeing the results, yeah. you're like, all right, cool, you know, getting my little six-pack back, you know, I might have a little yeah. shoulder situation, you know, calves looking good. Yeah. But even if it's just something getting your blood flowing, it, it's, it's always going to help you mentally as well because you're like, you know what? I'm all right. I can, if I can do this, then I'm all right. But if you just, and I, and I did it too. I did it. I've done it a couple of times where you just, yeah. it could be a month or two and you just sit on the couch and you do nothing. You sit on the couch and you just dwell and dwell and dwell and it just, it'll eat you up. That's how people, and I, I'm going to say it, that's how people think about suicide. Yeah. They think about, well, maybe it'll be this, there's nothing worse than this. Maybe it's better if I'm not here. How would it be if I'm not here? Or, we, and I don't want to get there. I don't want to get even close to that. I'm not going to lie. Since yeah. we're going to be transparent and like let everybody yeah. know what's going on, there, I mean, I haven't attempted or really, you know, put a plan together or nothing like that. Yeah. But I have thought about how it would be if I wasn't here. Wow. That's the next question I was going to go into. Man, me, me too. I attempted and thought about it, you know. And you attempted? Anybody, yeah, I tried to. Um, Speak kills, on it. You know. you, hey, you yeah, called I, me. I, listen, I tried to kills. You know, um, I text my friends all the time. Like recently, you know, I bought an urn. I bought an urn for myself like uh, during Christmas. I bought an urn. I was just ready to die. So my friend just like cremate me. I don't give a fuck. You know, I just don't want to live like I just don't want to go through life no more. But you no, know, we can't have that. God, we can't have that. God, I'm still, I'm still here. You know, I'm still standing. I'm still here. Thank God. You know, they, like. Well, suicide, you got to make sure you got friends that's going to tell you right from wrong, you know, when you're going through suicidal stuff, you know. I had friends that would yeah. check me, like, what the hell is going on, you know. You need that tough love and good love, you know, sweet love at times. But um, yeah. it helped me, you know. I, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm very vocal about what I do. You know, I always tell myself, I did, you know, I bought an urn off of Instagram. I was waiting, I wanted to get it engraved with my name in there. And it was like, I think I was hurting my friend because I was showing him, like, you know, this is my neighbor going here. He was like, yo, this is not okay. And, you know, anybody that's out there that's um, dealing with suicidal thoughts or just thoughts, you know, just want to kill themselves, you know, help is available. You can always call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Make sure, you know, anybody that you know that may be dealing with suicide or you're good dealing with it, make sure you call that number. It's always available. You know, talk to somebody. Let me get... Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So, yeah. oh, cool. do do you do you think do you think um, social media is helpful or hurtful with people with uh, mental health issues? I think it's a fifty fifty. I think it's helpful. Fifty. I mean, fifty. The good part about it, you know, you have a lot of resources. You know, um, you know, organizations that can help you with mental health. You have a lot of people that's online. You know, like me, I work for. Um, I do like a little volunteer thing for Nami. Um, Nami is a mental health organization. So I work, they got different counties, so I'm like Bucks County. So if it wasn't social media, I would have never known about NAMI. But 
the bad thing about it is that you get in your head. You see, you know, you see shit. You get in your head. You start comparing. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like there's been times where I'd be like, "Why didn't I get a?" You know, I got issues with men because I was molested. I'd be like, "Damn, I didn't get invited to this." Like, damn, what the like, what the fuck? When I didn't get invited, like, what's like, what happened? You know, like, I, get a, <laughs> I put scenarios in my head that my friend. You know, it's it's wrong to do that. I put yeah. in my head that my friends hate me. They don't, they don't really fuck with me and stuff like that. But I'm, you know, it's it's bad. It's it's a good. It's a fifty fifty. Man, it's good. You know, there's a lot of resources out there that can help you. Or your path of healing, but it's also bad, you know. Yeah, because my my thing is, I don't think that uh, I mean, if you just open up a social media app, unless you're looking for help, you're not gonna find people like you. You're not gonna find pages or groups or anything like that unless you're actually looking for it. So if you just open it up and you're just scrolling, everything yeah. is just look at me, look at me, look at me. I, that could be detrimental to the, you know, whatever situation you're dealing with at the time, you know. But, I mean, there are some, I mean, yeah. if you're seeking it out, it's definitely, because, I mean, you reached out to me um, yeah. whenever I posted about my pop. And then you said, let's talk about mental health. I talk about mental health all the time, about, about this, this, and that. And I'm like, all right, great. Yeah, we can link up and, you know, make it happen. I mean, uh, but I just feel like social media in itself um, is like, I don't know. I mean, depending on how people, I don't know if it's. I think it's. I think it's adding to the to the detriment of any kind of the positive mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever the definition of health mentally is. I mean, if yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. Speak, like, speaking of mental health, I got, I got an Instagram page right. I put on the in the comments called "Men Fight for Mental Health." Um, mm -hmm. I am. Like a firm believer of like making like positivity, you know. That I like, I'm a fighter for like men. Like men fight, you know. It's okay not to be okay. We gotta break the stigma that we can't be weak. You know, we can't cry. We can't be depressed and stuff like that. You know, I'm a big fighter for that. that's why I got like an Instagram page. It started like I was gonna make an Instagram page that encourage people. True, Bree. Very and true. It's you know, what's, oh, I, you know, what's that? What's that? <laughs> no, we talk later. But um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, mental health. Uh, no, oh, no, no, listen, <laughs> I, I, I'm a firm believer. I have a medical part, so I'm I'm a firm believer. Trust yeah. me. It helps okay. with my anxiety. It helps with my PTSD. You know, it helps. It really helps. Um, <laughs> let me, let me ask you one more question, but then at the end, I'm just going to freestyle. I'm going to ask you some other stuff. All right. But um, what do you say to someone that's struggling with mental health? You know, what do you say to them? You know, your fans, your family, your friend, you know, somebody that's struggling, what do you tell them, you know? Um, well, luckily, nobody has been crazy enough to ask me what I would tell them outside of you <laughs> about mental health. Um, but no, I would say, okay, so here's my routine. Every morning when I get up, I pray. I am uh, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not, uh, I, I, I don't go to church at the moment. I don't, yeah. I mean, I did when I was little. My mom, you know, we, we did that thing and uh, it was just, wasn't for us. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I am a spiritual person. I do believe there's a higher being. So uh, every morning I get up, I pray and I just say, hey, I repent and forgive me for all of my sins. I have to do my part as well. Like, yeah, yeah, give me the strength to do my part. Um, I would say pray if, if, if you are a prayer, uh, if you are not, that's fine too, because yeah. there's so many different levels of it. Uh, but somebody struggling with, with mental health, I would just say, 
For one, it's not your fault. It's not. Um, so if you can let that part go and be like, okay. For two, my biggest thing is I woke up this morning. Yeah. I woke up this morning. You're here for a reason. Now, the life part of it is finding that reason. That's the journey. Yeah. But you're here for a reason. You're here to fight. You're here to figure it out. You're here to love. You're here to influence. You're here to hopefully make somebody else's life better. You're here to serve, hopefully, if that's how you think. You can take two. Yeah, it's fine. You know, you need to get you know, taken care of for your work. But ultimately, if you wake up every day, there's a reason that you're here. Because you didn't even have to be here in the first place. So for you to take control and say, I'm going to take my own life, or I'm less than, or something like that, that's not really playing the cards the right way. Because one day can change your whole life. So you have to also sit down and figure out what will make you feel better? What will lessen your anxiety? What will make you happy? What will make you comfortable? Like, it's, it's a million questions you have to ask yourself, but you have to ask yourself every day. And just get better at something every day. Just get some, something. It, it could be chopping onions. I don't give a damn. And, and then you could, and you could be the best onion chopping person at the yeah. restaurant. And guess what? Now that's your job. And everybody's like, oh, look at that onion chopping motherfucker over there. Like, that can give you a sense of something. You know what I'm saying? You just have to put something that you have left in you into something else. And that's the servitude. That's the serving part of it. That's the part that will give you something in return that you didn't even know you were looking for, maybe. But, I mean, that's just me. So if anybody's suffering from mental health, it, like you asked, my advice would be remember that you woke up. Yeah. So that's a win right there. Remember that you woke up. And then when you get up, you can do anything. You never know what's going to fall in your lap. You gotta have a good. You have a. You have to have a good idea. You have to have a plan, and more importantly, just a good attitude. Yeah. But anything can happen. But listen, it's hard to do. I'm not saying just because I said it right now. Just because I said that does not mean that it's going to happen tomorrow. And it doesn't mean that I haven't done it. it. Doesn't mean I'm not going through it right now. All it means is. The effort is the journey, and that's the life part. And if you wake up and you get to do it, you get a lottery ticket every day because there are people that will not wake up tomorrow. I guarantee you there are, are thousands of people that will not wake up tomorrow. They're going to go to sleep tonight yeah. worrying about their day and their plan and their schedule and all that bullshit that's going to happen throughout the week, and they're not going to wake up tomorrow. So if you wake up, you've hit the lottery every day. So you got to cheat it that way. You got to try. You got to take risks. And you got to say, fuck you to some people. Yeah. And, and I agree. I agree everything you said, you know, uh, wake up and pray. Um, you know, I've, and, and everything that I know that people can do, you look, look online, look for some resources. You know, NAMI has something, the Suicide Prevention Hotline. There's different mental health organizations um, NAMI has support groups, online support groups where you could be in group discussions. And I feel like when you're in group discussions, you know, me as a, I'm a peer support facilitator for NAMI. So I feel like when I'm in groups, it's good. You know, it's good to like support, you know, support groups are good. You get to lift each other up. I also think the most important thing is just um, having a- It's right for you, Sonny. 
having the right people around you, you know, make sure you got the right people around you that's going to lift you up when you're up and then when you're down, you know? Somebody's going to tell you right from wrong. Because if you don't have that right people around you, your mental health can be so bad. You just get, yes, mm -hmm. people, people that's not really don't want to see you succeed, people that's going to be jealous of you. You know, it's going to never seem, it's crazy that friends be around you, be jealous of you. That's crazy. Um, just that, you know? Um, I agree with you. You're right, Bree. I, I do have, you know, we're done with the mental health part, you know? And yeah, because wait, because hold on. Look at look look at my boy Sonny. He said, enough with the sad stuff. Let's talk about how horrible you are in phase 10. <laughs> hey, no, like, I, I am horrible in phase 10. But no, but one, one, la <laughs> one last thing, one last thing. Uh, my sister, she said, biggest takeaway from therapy is feeling valid in those feelings. Those feelings are what make you a person and relatable relation yeah. reaffirms you're not alone. So yeah. That is some real shit. That's the real shit. I, um, I, I told you she kind of smart. She get it from me, though. <laughs> I do have a question for you, right? We about to get What's off up? the mental health stuff. We about to get off the mental health yeah, stuff. That, yeah, let's, get, so let's, have, let's have some fun. Okay. How do you feel about the challenge now, right? Back when, you know, it's MLK. It's MLK Day, y'all. Back in, your, you know, when you was on there, I fix it like you old, but there, we go. Black, there was a cancel a lot of black people on there. But, you know, like the new season, I don't watch new season. I think it's corny as hell. But I see that they have more black people. Back, you know, back when you was on, it wasn't that many black people. You probably had like three or four, like two. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So well, my first season, it was just two. With that saying, you know, you know, Leroy came out, you know, talked about what happened. With yeah, that's my boy. I talked to him every, like, well, every few like, weeks. How did you feel about, you know, I, I, I wasn't there, you know. I saw it on TV. How did you feel about that? As you know, him going through that as a black man, you know, one of his so-called friends. I, I, no, uh, wait, but here, but here's the thing. I went through it first on Cutthroat. It just didn't get aired. Oh wow! And it was online. Every, everybody talked about it. it. It's online. But no, she said she she called me a nigga on Cutthroat on her first season on the challenge. Wow. And she was like, no, it's not even like that. Oh, my God, you guys are taking it. as Chet, because Chet had my back. But then even the producers came and talked to me. They was like, you straight, you know, blah, blah, this, this, and that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's, it was my second season. I didn't want – I was like, I'm not dealing with this shit. So wow. it was whatever. I'm but sorry so when, that. Oh, it's, man, look, I'm from Arkansas. I've been through way worse when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. So way worse. But – um. What'd you say? Let's be real. Only black people they like with Cyrus. Cyrus ain't no OG. I'll call him right now. <laughs> but um, now nah, will now nah, we was we was he was an alternate too. We was in uh, no, so it was season two. Yeah, this this yeah we um. Cyrus, Cyrus is an OG though. He been <laughs> been around for a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, Cyrus. No, nah, that nigga's fifty. Yeah, he yeah he up there. But um, put, somebody put they definitely. Talked about how she said, "Let's add some." Oh, I remember that. Oh wow! Oh wow! Wow! I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Oh yeah, no, no. So it happened twice on that season because so when when she picked me, she's like, "Okay, let's add some color to the team. I'll pick Brandon." And I, you, you can even see my look. I kind of look back and was just kind of like, mm -hmm. "Let me just go on and walk up here." Like I was just like, "What the fuck?" So, and then but later on in the season, she did say, "Nigga," they just didn't air it. But she wow. did say it. So then when it happened with Leroy, um, he, he he called me and talked to me about it before it even aired. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, man, you know that bitch crazy as hell anyway. So, you know, we just kind of talked about it and 
you know, because it's going to be a few months before the show even airs anyway. So, you know, it kind of went away. And then when it aired, it's kind of like, ooh, that's, yeah. And then you open that wound back up. And so he was kind of like, man, that's, you know, and then a lot of people were talking about how crazy it was. Yeah. Then, then, uh, then finally he was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to say what I got to say. And if they condone this, I can't be a part of it. And he he said what he yeah, said and did what he, he did. I was happy that he did. Yeah, that was like speaking up. You know, that that was good. Yeah, man. I was like so so happy that he did that. He stood up for himself. You know, because these jobs don't. Yeah, really but care, I mean, you know? these jobs don't really care about people. That's black people. Yeah, we talked know. about it out here. Yeah, but we talked about it, and he uh, he was like, man, you know, he said, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? He's like, but I can't. You know, I, I I can't mess with them no more unless they step up and make a change. And I was like, I got you back. Yeah. Let's just let me know what you want to do. And you know, I got you. I, I'm the shooter. I'm the shooter. <laughs> Not the shooter. <laughs> so, um, do you watch the challenge at all? You know, what do you think about the new challenge? Like, it's it's so different, bro. It's just like hold oh, on. I'm trying to read what what he what's what's let me say. We were and Brandon uncut could be a practice. Guessing that you should tell me everything. Yeah, we were. Sonny knew everything before the show came on, cause uh, <laughs> like I said, he was like the the first friend I had when I moved out here. So uh, I would tell him about the the shit, and I'd leave and come back and tell him about. Cause you know, like I said, you know, they got to edit it and then put it out like months yeah. later. And he be and he be like, mother, why didn't you do this shit? How come you didn't? <laughs> like I don't fucking know. I was just in the moment because like. He'd already know what, what was gonna happen, but then when he'd watch it, he'd be like, "Man, what the fuck?" So, yeah. but yeah, uh, but yeah, man. Oh, so as far as watching the challenge, hell no, I don't watch that shit. <laughs> no, no, no. If I'm not on it, I'm not watching it, and I'm biased on that. I did maybe a couple. Like if I knew I was probably gonna be like on the one after the next, or the maybe I have a chance to be, I might. Uh, I did that maybe after after three agents. I'm out of watch the next. Uh, I didn't even get through it. I might have watched like the next season, maybe like two or three episodes, but I didn't even get through it uh, because if I'm not if I'm not on it, I'm not doing a scouting report on yeah. the edited version of the challenge. I'm just gonna wait for everybody to get off, and everybody's gonna call each other like we do all the time. They're gonna <laughs> let me know what really happened. So I don't watch it at all. So like I'm like type person like people I'm, like I really like I like you know like Paulie, Cara, you or Marlon. If y'all went back on there, the regular show, I would watch that shit in a heartbeat. I actually watched this All Stars. I actually like All Stars better than the new seasons. Um, like Thank the you. Had, That's the only one I can get on now. Dave, they had the girl. I like when Devon was on there. You know, um, it was like people that was on there. I would watch, but it's not. I don't know. It's just they just pull it. It's like they pull everybody from different shows. <laughs> like you get it. Yeah. You get on the challenge. You get on the challenge. You get on the challenge. I'm like, where do these damn shows come from? <laughs> No, because it used to be so strict. Like, it used to be so strict. Like, you had to have been on the real world or road rules to be on the challenge. And then road rules got canceled. So then it was like, okay, yeah. let's make up this fresh meat thing. But you have to – no, this was, then it was like you have to have been on real world to be on the challenge. And then they were like, well, no, because a lot of people were just turning it down that we're on the real world. Then it was like, okay, we'll do fresh meat too. And basically – no, fresh meat. The first fresh meat, that's where you got Kenny, Big Easy. I forget somebody else, maybe Evan. I don't know, but the first fresh meat was just to get. Uh, actually, all the, fr the two fresh meats are 
cast members that were turned down for either the real world or Bad Girls Club. Wow. Bad Girls Club was so they was letting oh, wow. Beautiful and Murray. That was Beautiful so, and Murray. So let me let you know something, right? All right. I never told nobody this. I should have said it on with the live with Paulie and Marlon. I actually tried out for the World World in Philadelphia, right? It was not Philadelphia World World, but they had a casting call in Philadelphia, right? It was like a little yeah. group. They didn't do one on one. It was like a little group thing. It was bar thing. It took us back in the group. Yeah, Yo, same thing I, I did. Sit, when I sat in that joint and I saw people, you could tell people was turning up just for like, because it was just because like, people was like, this one girl, she was like, yeah, I sleep with my boss. I do what I want. And the guy was like, this is not big and stuff. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> like and yeah. me, I think I just froze. I was like, yo, people really just changing who they are just to get on a show. I said, wow. Because they think, yeah, they think like, they got it figured out. Yeah, that's the thing. I, there are people. It was the same thing with me. They well, I was in a group of eight, and we just sat back there. They would throw topics out to you to talk about, and you could tell because, like, okay, so here's my casting story. I've told it before. Uh, I got there early. Well, it was for the last round because I could have gone earlier, but I was like, nah, because I was nervous as hell. So I'm like taking shots and just pacing around. So then I, they were like, you can go ahead and go and sit down. The people are coming now. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go and sit down next to a girl that's already in there in like the semi-circle high chairs or whatever I sit down now I'm like hey what's your name because I'm, I'm I'm feeling good already I'm just like yeah whatever I'm like what's your name she's like oh I'm Stephanie I'm like, oh Brandon nice to meet you I was like are you from here because people would if they found out where castings was they would they would drive from other cities or they would drive you know from an, even other states yes they were yes <laughs> yes I was like I was like, you from here? And she was like, no, I'm actually from L.A. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. I was like, well, depending on how long you're going to be here, uh, my friend, he's a manager at the bar across the street. You know, whenever we get done, we can go. I'm over. I'm trying. So then everybody starts filing in. They're sitting down and stuff. And she stands up and goes, hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm one of the assistant casting directors for The Real World. And I, I was like, I thought she was there for the casting, but she was actually the casting director. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, yep, I'm I fucked this up. I'm not getting this show. And so she was like, you know, give me your first and last name, how old you are, and where you're from, and something interesting about you. If you go around the the room, and I'm sitting next to him, I'm just like, man, there's no point now. So now, but that actually helped me out because now I'm comfortable. I'm like, I'm not getting this. I don't fucking care anymore. So it got to me. I said, my name is Brandon Drake Nelson. Uh, I think at the time I was 24, 25, I don't know. And I was like, I'm from Jacksonville, Arkansas, and something interesting about me, I refer to the vagina as a pink velvet sausage wallet. They asked that same question for us. <laughs> yeah, and everybody started laughing, and I didn't, I didn't say another word the entire time. They started throwing out topics. What do you think about cheating? What do you think about abortion? What do you think about Democrats versus... I just kind of threw in some little things to be funny because I thought I'd already fucked up and I'm the only one they kept from that city. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah. We'll see one last question before we go. Um, All-Stars, if they do a season three or season four, would you be would you be hopeful to go on there? Like, would you, I know you would go on there. I know you would. I know you kick ass. You get to compete individual, you know, and kick ass and everything. Would you be, like, All-Stars on a regular show, would you go on? Which one would you go on? Ooh. I mean, I would go on either one. I'd probably 
want to go on All Stars more because I know I'd know at least one other person there, yeah. so I could, you know, and I don't have any enemies uh, from the show, so yeah. uh, I'd, I'd probably lean towards All Stars, but I'd go back on the regular show as well. Um, I just know I'd get in some trouble you need to because bring some people back you, Marlon, a lot of y'all. I wish Lee, I wish Lee would come back. Like it'd be nah, Lee said he done. He I said he know. is done, done, done. <laughs> yeah, he know. said he said ain't he said ain't no he said ain't no check big enough they can write me to make me come back. And I said okay, I feel you. Yeah, I man, but that's my boy. Yeah, but um, yeah. man, I hope that um, see you on TV soon. You know, we'll still keep in touch. You know, um, absolutely. I really hope to see you on TV. <laughs> you know, you deserve it, bro. You deserve. You are OG, you are all star. So, there's some people I appreciate that all stars, and I just mean, how they all star, but you know, you are all star, man. When I think all stars, I think of you, like Landon, and all of y'all. I think of Leroy, Leroy's all star. I think a lot of people, oh, yeah, Nehemiah, hell yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Somebody said you deserve a win or at least a final run. Yeah, I mean, I just want to get. I, I need to get to a final. If I get to a final, I'm a. I'm biting somebody's ankles. I'm winning that one. I'm. I'm. If I get to it, I'm gonna win it. <laughs> somebody, somebody gonna get hit in the back of the head with a branch or something. Listen, I'm. Any, I'm gonna... any means necessary, bro. Any means necessary. Hey. Family to win that money for. <laughs> mm, nah, I ain't worried about them. I'm talking about. I need to get out of this machine. Thank you for having this conversation, bro. Thank you for joining. Everybody, thank y'all for joining tonight. Um, I'm Leek. You know, this is Brandon Nelson. You got anything coming up that you want to announce? You know, anything you're working on? Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. I need yeah. any and everybody that can hear this. I uh, hope you're recording this. That way you can repost yeah. it and all that good I stuff. Know. Okay. Uh, I'm the manager at Cali Rock ENT. Cali Rock ENT. Find it on Instagram and all, all the social platforms at Cali Rock ENT. And you need to go follow at the letters P Z B L I V E. That's P Z B Live. Uh, we just got back from Maui. Uh, we did an event out there. Uh, the month before that, we were in Guatemala. We're looking to go to Brazil. Uh, month, or what is that? It's going to be March, I believe. Um, but yeah, and she's always busy. She lives in LA, downtown right next to the Sable Center. She's always busy doing stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go follow at PZB Live, P-Z-B-L-I-V-E. Um, that's, that's pretty much what, I, what I'm putting all my eggs into that basket, man. We're doing, we're doing some big things, so it's, uh, it's going to be pretty good. So PZB Live on all platforms. You can find her on Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, help me out. Help me help you. Everybody support my brother. Also follow my Instagram page, Men Fighting for Mental Health. Um, I post quotes on there daily. You know, I post stuff on. Um, like oh yeah, crypto.com. My bad. And, and make sure you follow um, Brandon. Follow the guy Joshua AMC seventy seven. Him and his people has a challenge podcast. You might want to. They might want to feature you on. You know, they have a challenge. Yeah, podcast send it to me, there. Josh. Um, make sure you inbox him. Okay, Josh. Yeah, he has, they have, um, him and his squad got a whole challenge podcast. They had like a lot of people on there, you know, Paulie, Marlon been on there. That's like a whole lot of people. Okay. So, you know, that's the challenge world uh -huh. over there. But, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Leek, and this is our bro, Brandon, the easy guys. He said, they said, Josh, said, you know, he said, you know, we want Brandon. They want you on the, on the podcast, bro. 
They want you. <laughs> Bet, I'll come through. Right. I'll come through. All right, everybody. Good night. Have a nice night. Hey, right, bro. My man. <laughs>